Bar Podcast Network presents A Guy, A Bride, and a Bible. Grab your Bible and your person. Mark, he's the guy. Andrea, she's the bride. Open up and read along. Good morning, bride. We're on the road. We're on the road and it's back in the morning. So here we go. We're at it. Uh, we're not too far away. No. Emily has a performance she's working on with a lovely Christian theater group. So here we are. I'm Mark. I'm the guy. I'm Andrea and the bride. You snuck in a yawn. <laughs> <laughs> it's like early morning or late night. That's right. Okay. That's right. So, so yeah. good morning. Good morning. Um, we are wrapping up Colossians today and uh, only four chapters. We haven't talked about what we're going to do next. We talked about a couple things. Yeah, we really haven't jumped into that. I'm probably not talking loudly enough into the microphone. Yes, you are awfully quiet. Our so very I'll, fancy microphone. I'll put it a little closer okay. to you then. So, um, I mean, if you, you guys have suggestions, then... Oh, if anybody could throw us a suggestion, that's for sure. As long as it's not Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, or Deuter- Deuteronomy, please. You don't want to do those? What did we start with? Deuteronomy? We started with Deuteronomy. Yeah. We never put that on. We never I know, I'm just it. saying... When we were doing our not private... That, I mean, it's all important... But I don't have it in me to That's deep stuff. hack away at something for. That's true. Yeah. I mean, it's, anyway, it's deep. Um, we'll talk about it. It's mm-hmm. hey, it's one of two things: Old Testament or new. Mm-hmm. So it's one of those, mm-hmm. and uh, it'll be good. Yeah. It could be the Gospels. It could be. Yeah. I'm going to be going through John this whole year in. Um, Bible BSF. study fellowship. Yeah, I haven't heard from him because I'm switching. Oh. I need okay. to check with that. About but yes. Okay. Well, let's wrap this one up. All right. And um, we'll do a quick recap here, but let's open up in a word of prayer. Mm-hmm. Lord God, thank you for your faithfulness to us. Thank you for leaving us these beautiful words uh, that you inspired uh, people to write for our benefit as much as, as much as theirs. Your word is true, and it is eternal. We pray that to um, be blessed with the understanding of what we're about to read. And for those who are hearing us, Father, may their hearts be stirred with your words as well. In Jesus' name, amen. So, uh, Colossians has been a book written uh, for a church Paul historically did not start nor will ever visit. But it is a fruit of his labor because his missionary journeys lead to other churches that have started. That's the coolest part about this, because that's the model, right? We replicate, we multiply, and Paul is all about that. We don't know much about Epaphras, who started this church, um, other than what Paul's written already, but we do know that Paul wants to make sure they have a firm foundation, and so this book is a a wonderful uh, lesson on how to, how to be a follower of Messiah, and how to be a church with each other. The loving, the forgiving, the bearing, all the things. And so we're wrapping it up here. This is just a, a wonderful way to end a letter. So it's 18 verses. How about 9 and 9? Sure. You want to go with the first 9? I'll wrap it sure, up. Sure, because the last 9 is like Laodicea, Archippus. <laughs> all your favorites. Well, there's not. No, well, yeah, that's fine. Right, no, no, I'll do, I'll, I, I'll do the end, actually. You want to do the end? Yeah, okay. sure. Masters. Now, remember, we talked about slavery last episode. We could say bosses. Bosses, but uh, we're going to use the word masters as it's in, you know, 
every But it very well could have meant like indentured servants or or slaves or employees or volunteers or whatever. Okay. Um it's just a is a great big word and so we've interpreted it as such. All right, so verse one, masters grant to your slaves justice and fairness, knowing that you too have a master in heaven. Big word. Devote yourselves to prayer, keeping alert in it with an attitude of thanksgiving, praying at the same time for us as well, that God will open up to us a door for the word so that we may speak forth the mystery of Christ for which I have been also imprisoned, that I may make it clear in the way I ought to speak. Conduct yourselves with wisdom toward outsiders, making the most of the opportunity. Let your speech always be with grace, as though seasoned with salt, so that you will know how you should respond to each person. As to all my affairs, Tychicus, our beloved brother and faithful servant, and fellow bondservant in the Lord will bring you information. For I have sent him to you for this very purpose, that you may know about our circumstances, and that he may encourage your hearts. And with one and with him, Onesimus, our faithful and beloved brother, who is one of your number, they will inform you about the whole situation here. Aristarchus my fellow prisoner sends you greetings, as does Mark, the cousin of Barnabas, about whom you received instructions. If he comes to you, welcome him. And Jesus, who is called Justice, also sends greetings. In terms of Jewish converts, these are the only fellow workers for the kingdom of God, as they have been a comfort to me. Epaphras, who is one of you and a slave of Christ, greets you. He is always struggling in prayer on your behalf, so that you may stand mature and fully assured in all the will of God. For I can testify that he has worked hard for you and for those in Laodicea and Hierapolis. Our dear friend Luke the physician and Demas greet you. Give my greetings to the brothers and sisters who are in Laodicea and to Nympha and the church that meets in her house. And after you have read this letter, have it read to the church of Laodicea. In turn, read the letter from Laodicea as well. And tell Archippus, see to it that you complete the ministry you received in the Lord. I, Paul, write this greeting with my own hand. Remember my chains. Grace be with you. There's enough in there. That's a lot. I like the the history content of this one big time. Um, We can start with the end there where Paul says, I write this greeting. With Um, my own hand. He didn't have a scribe. What? He didn't have a scribe. No, he did. This was the tag. So basically, as Paul dictated to the scribe, We know that Paul, at the very least, he signed it. So he took the the quill and he wrote that last part. So that they know, oh, this did come from Paul. Like a stamp of approval or authenticity. Yeah, it shows the authenticity. Now, he may have, but it looks more like he's got a lot of people there with him. Um, He's speaking on behalf of of Luke and and Mark and, and others. So it seems to me that you know, other people are writing for him um, in terms of scribe, which was not unco- uncommon, excuse me. So, but that last bit where he writes that part, hey, hey, I'm here. This is me. I'm really saying this. I love you guys. That's kind of kind of a cool thing. Um, <clears throat> we see that, going back to one, he does want to address 
those who have um, authority over these people and that he's just written to the slaves. But not everybody who's reading this is a slave to somebody. Some people just normal citizens, you know. Um, some people are rich citizens, some, whatever. It's a, it's a conglomerate of people. Um, one thing that I'm glad it was as it came up, I'll, con I'll get there in a second. But if we just jump to verse 2, um, devote yourselves to prayer. That is such a high command. And we have really experienced that this last year, where we're at for church. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We've actually witnessed and been part of a historical shift in the life of the church that we're at. Mm -hmm. The church is over 100 years old where we're at. It sounds like the pastor before had some... Mm -hmm. It's It's been in their heritage too, but it's just like it's happened even more. Yeah, I I would say in my interpretation of just events, it seems to be um, more concerted effort. Yeah, not, but it's cool that it's been in their in their history too. Like they've yeah. been devoted to... It's not like it's this brand new thing where all of a sudden they're really devoted to prayer and and ministry and everything. Well, from what I, I've heard about the previous, yeah, year. I, I know I'm not trying to knock down any. But it's definitely like exploded. We've we've jumped by over a thousand salvations in less than a calendar year. That's intense growth in any church. Uh -huh. Now, not all thousand people have walked through the doors and said, "This is my home church." Yeah, uh, but, but several hundred have. And there's also just the prayer has been really amazing too, even just for yeah being unified and um, just seeing God work in, a, in other ways too. We we know that there have been everything from physical healings taking place, mm -hmm. to, um, emotional healings taking place, and um, we've I would imagine some of those stories that we're not privy on, but. Um, when God moves, you know, marriages get healed. Yeah, exactly. Relationships are restored. Uh, I know people have gotten jobs that, you know, they didn't know what was going to happen. Mm -hmm. So it's Paul saying here, devote yourselves to prayer, keeping alert in it with an attitude of thanksgiving. I love that structure. So keep alert, keep aware, be mindful. Don't just pray like by rote. Yeah, that's what I was looking for. By rote. Be sincere. Yeah, don't just sit there and go, "Our Father, heart, I have a name." I'm done. I'm gone. I checked that box. Mm -hmm. This to to be devoted is not to check a box and keep alert. I haven't really, I've even rolled past that. I've read this before, obviously. I've even rolled past that. And reading it. That mindfulness of prayer is extremely important. Paul actually writes that the um, the fervent prayer of a righteous man accomplishes much. Mm -hmm. And I've heard that the word fervent really means fever. It means hot. Mm. So that hot, intense prayer, you know, does a lot of work. So when you're praying, that is, that's a high calling. Well, I think it just helps us. It helps me see too that we are very prone to not be devoted and to not be alert. Like, I think it's, it's just, it's a good reminder to me that this is something that I'm going to have to go back to over and over and over again. Like, yeah. we're never, like, arrived. No. It's something that we have to really be intentional about. And we get to grow in it. Mm -hmm. I mean, this is where Paul says, with an attitude of thanksgiving. Mm -hmm. But, like, we get busy or we get distracted, and it's, this is such a good thing to 
go back to. And oftentimes we forget to be thankful in our prayers. Yeah. We get really self-focused mm-hmm. and we start asking well, immediately for things. Using things like the acts, like <clears throat> there's different for, you know. Acronyms. That. Yeah, like yeah. ways to remember, like Thanksgiving should be there. And it should be, I like, it's the over, overall thing. He says have an attitude of Thanksgiving right. when you're praying. Right. And remember when Paul writes he's most of prison. his letters, he's <laughs> in prison, he's been shipwrecked. But he's always, things, he's always, he's thankful. always grateful. Yeah. Which is pretty hard to wrap your head around it in 21st century America. That you can be thankful that you were in prison. Because wherever Paul went, he knew there was never a place that he could not preach the gospel. Mm. He took it as wherever I met, God has sent me there, even in a shipwreck. God sent me there to be in the shipwreck. God sent me there to be imprisoned. Yeah. God sent me to all those things. Paul, that's how his mindset was. So that's how he was thankful for it. Yeah. Like Christ called me worthy to suffer in his name. That's such a, that's such a hard thing for us in America to wrap our heads around. Because we think suffering, God has abandoned us. And Paul actually is flipping that. God is in the suffering with us and wants us to be his voice in those places. Uh, praying. At the same time for us as well, that's intercession. So we have be aware, be thankful, and intercede. Mm-hmm. It's okay to be praying for other people. <clears throat> but be, yeah. I would say don't put that as a like a tag. Be intentional about praying for other people. And this is that stories of my dad where I'm a kid, late elementary and into middle school, and I'm waiting for him to come and say goodnight to me. But I could hear down the hallway, he's already praying with my mom. And he's praying for countries I've never heard of. And I'm just, I know it's going to take an hour. Seriously, I know it's going to take an hour for him to get there. All right, here we go. So, as we have talked about the, um, the prayer part of all this, I love that he's putting in requests. And when, have you ever done this? where somebody's going through something or whatever and you might in your kindness say oh I'll be praying for you yes we all do I know and it's 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 noble if we do it right yeah but have you ever done this have you ever been the person where somebody says well I'll be praying for you and have you ever said well can you pray for and give them something specific yeah, my friend Alexis and I. That's awesome. We, um, I'm not the best at like being super, super great at follow up, but I have kept in my phone our prayer, her prayer requests for several months. Okay, that's awesome. Um, I don't do the best job at like. But what I, what on I mean it. by this, you actually have record of it. Right. To go back to. That's probably the reason I do it because I can be like, so how's this going? Even if I haven't been like amazing at keeping up, it helps me to be connected and to know like how I can. That's awesome. We don't follow up, though. Our nature is just to right. kind of move people along with that statement. But it's also really fun when, like, she'll be like, oh, how's this? How did that go? And it's, oh, it's, it's made us closer, I think, too. And I, and I can be like, oh, actually, this is way better. Like, looking back. That's awesome. I, I wasn't even thinking that. That is how we should really intend ourselves. Paul, what I should do, and if Alexis, I don't think she listens, but Alexis, I don't always, like, do anything about the prayer request that I write down, but it is, like, our record. Um, what I should do is actually like take that out. Like I read a 
I'm so good at starting things. I'm not good at finishing it. But I read a book called A Praying Life. Highly recommend. I should read it again. It's so good. But he actually super... Because I think... And I'd kind of cut you off. I'm sorry. No, it's okay. Go ahead. Um, It's a lot about what you just said. How we can be like, oh, I really want to pray for you. Um, And then we feel guilty because we don't. And so we stop. Like, I'm so... Like, I have... This summer has been so busy that I... Seriously, when I go to bed, when I wake up, I feel guilty about, like, I haven't done a good job of doing all the things I want to do, and I haven't been, like, reading my Bible regularly enough, and I haven't done enough, like, reading time with the girls, like, all these things, you know? So, he basically is like, have a system Mm -hmm. for prayer. And so, I did a really good job with it for a while, and I haven't done it consistently, but maybe I should try it again. Um, Do you remember? It was was when we were dating, actually, like, the prayer cards. Yeah, that was the most beautiful thing I'd ever seen somebody do. Yeah, and so, I mean, I was really consistent for a while. But I think the point here, and Paul is saying this too, is that we are not good at doing things like this regularly. We need reminders. How many times does God tell us to, like, not be afraid in the Bible? You know, 365. Right. So I think instead of being like, okay, I need to pray better. We need, it makes more sense to be like, okay, I need a system. I need to, um, so... With the, if you want to try the cards, maybe I'll break it out again. Yeah, give you, a little lesson. You have like a little index card for different people you want to very intentionally pray about in your life. And then he actually has a verse for them. So he like prays. It's a way to focus your prayer too. Because it's easy to be like, pray for them, be with them. What the heck does that mean? Yeah. He's like, done. Because God is already with us. Right. Yeah. He's like, tell me something I don't know. You know? And so I think it's also to really... It's to make us highlight that person in our head so we can actually do something about it too sometimes. Sometimes it's like a reminder. Like if I'm praying a verse over you, mm-hmm. the one for you was, um, and you didn't even know there was something that was important to you, but it was creating me a clean heart and renew right spirit in me. Yeah. And for some reason, because oh, I asked you what you wanted prayer for. Yeah. And that you said focus and to have, you know, blah, blah, blah. And so as I'm praying that verse for you, I'm also, and this is something we talk about a lot, I'm also trying to make sure that like the things I say and our relationship never causes you to turn like I want to I want our life to bring you closer and to like not go against that verse so it also affects the way that we our relationships and it it makes us more intentional with our actions too oh babe that's that's perfect that was a rabbit trail and I think I finally got there I think that that was an important rabbit trail to take though so prayer is not just about like be with them and help them today like i'm not <laughs> saying it's bad to pray but like isn't it a lot more meaningful if i'm like because i yes i'm in a relationship yes you know i want you to be protected from anything that might um not be good for your heart it is and i want to I wanna, so just for your example uh, my one little rabbit trail to that is this the annoyances of american Christian prayer life are things like using the word just constantly, just blah, blah, blah. Yeah, why do we do that? Because it's, it's the comma, it's the space for, it's the um in prayer language, if you will. The other thing we do is say Father God or Father over and over and over again during prayer. Yeah, I don't talk to you like that. Um, like, we don't talk to any human being yeah. like that. We don't constitute somebody's name. Well, the, uh, but kids do. Mom, 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 <laughs> mom, mom. And maybe that's mama, how God mom. hears us in our prayers. He does. Think about it. I know. How do so. I, how do I respond? Mom, like I'm sitting right there. Mom, who else are you talking to? Exactly. 
And so yeah. that's, those are two. The other one would be things like when we, we use love, phrases. We also love, God still like loves to hear us. He does. Think, but think we're, t- we're talking about growing in maturity. The other thing yeah. that we do is um, uh, we want to pray for you to lead and guide them. Well, isn't that the same thing? Right, exactly. And we, but it's so general. Yeah. So Paul is actually, so. We should I, read that book again. Okay, we will. Yeah. Oh, you haven't read it. The the nature of prayer, what Paul's showing, and even what Jesus says when the disciples say, hey, hey uh, Jesus, can you show us how to pray? How should we pray? Mm-hmm. And he says, well, when you pray, go in your closet, shut the door. Your father who sees you will reward you. Mm-hmm. And you, when you pray, you should pray this way. Our father who art. Yeah, yeah. and the Lord's prayer is <clears throat> definitely not like, God, be with me today. No, take and it through just, like, it's, steps. It's very specific. Yeah. So I think... To me, when I pray more intentionally like that, <clears throat> I am not just babbling on. Like, right. I think it, so maybe that can be our, that's kind of what he's saying, right? It is, and that's what I want to get to, where he's talking alert, about. alert, pray for, said, you know, in, with intention for people and for, and for things. Too. That's right. He says, pray that God will open up a door for us for the word. So he's, a, he's saying, pray that God makes opportunities for us to do what we're called to do. Oh, you know what? Just for like a callback. What's that? This is also, if we're focused on ourself and studying ourself and all the things we talked about a couple yep. couple weeks ago, we are not praying for other people. No. If I am really trying to just get to know myself. That's right. And love myself. That's right. I am now. not focused on your needs or That's on right. people who are suffering now, remember, we're going to get this. Paul's going to say, hey, read this letter to Laodiceans. And then they got a letter you're going to read too. But so this means that he's asking every church that gets this letter to join together in a concerted prayer for the ministry of the gospel that Paul and others are doing. So he's uniting the church in prayer, mm-hmm. not just one church. Yeah. You know what I mean? Not just one uh, locality in, in Colossae. Um, he also says, I love this part. I love it when he does this. So that we may speak forth the mystery of Christ. Oh my gosh. And what is the mystery of Christ? That's the new covenant. That's that a human being walked this earth, but it was God incarnate mm-hmm. who was killed to kill death. Mm-hmm. That's the mystery because it's quite paradoxical in its own language that God would do something like this. Because mm-hmm. man doesn't think this way. Yeah. So I love that Paul embraces it as the mystery. Mm-hmm. And I don't think it's the right word, but I remember there's a uh, a song by, I'm an old Christian. So if any old Christians are listening, you might remember this. Michael Card. I don't like him. I, no offense, Michael. Is he still alive? Yes, he's still alive. <laughs> you should tag him. Oh my God. Except for I just insulted him. I don't even him. know if he's on social media, but Michael Card actually got a Bible degree from the University of Kentucky. Yeah. I met him it's, once. So that's why Michael, I I'm sure you're a very nice guy. You're just, your voice guy. is just not my favorite. No offense. Well, his songwriting. Right, I'm just insulting people. Don't that's insult terrible. people. Ask forgiveness. Sir. I'm sorry, Michael. I don't even know any of your songs. He wrote it? <laughs> you are terrible right now. You were bad at a thousand. What are you doing? You just, you play all these obscure, like older songs and they're because like Because they very, have rich wealth And they're of very writing. cheesy. And I'm like, what are we listening to? And you're they're like, oh, cheesy. the okay. Miss Penny and Sparrow. They're all going right. to Texas. We're not going to see Penny and Sparrow. We can see Quarter and Eagle. All right. But my my point in bringing up Michael, he wrote a song called Scandalon. So Scandalon 
when the first time I heard that song, I, I don't know, young 20 year old guy, um, I had no idea that word existed. And it's the scandalous nature of Christ, of him coming in human form. That's what the whole song's about. And you're going, babe, what does that have to do with anything? Well, one thing it has to do is the mystery of Christ that, that um, Peter's talking, I'm sorry, Paul is talking about, right? Because Christ comes in very scandalously, right? Mm -hmm. And just that, that depth that Michael Card brings to his writing, um, for me, it always challenged me in looking deeper because he talks about that mystery in that song. And it actually, because I didn't know the word, I had to really actually had to look it up and I had to press in. And I was not a Michael Card fan at that time either. But I'm going to say this. I became a fan of that song in his writing. And then through God's providence, I got to meet Michael Card. I worked his concert for a day in California. And I, I got to talk to him. We were setting up the church for him. It wasn't my church. I was part of a, the concert um, company. And Michael Card is so serious in all of his music. And he's like a monk almost, right? He's sitting there. He's got another guy that he's performing with. Most people haven't heard of him. His name is Bob Bennett. And Michael Card is restringing his guitar backwards while he's talking to me. He's totally pranking him because Bob Bennett's a right-hand guitar player, so he's restringing it in tune to a left-handed guitar. So just for the sole purpose that when Bob Bennett comes out to do sound check, it's going to be totally screwed up. So he's going to have to stop and restring his own guitar again. And now, so I'm like, okay, I could get behind the nerd. That takes a while, doesn't it? It totally takes a while, and it's patience, and it's very did you geek see like that, and nerdy. Did you see that? I prank? didn't get to see the end of it because I had to go do other things. But I'm like, I really like this Michael Card guy. This is cool. And what I found out is that he went to the University of Kentucky and got a degree in Bible, not music. But he's sitting there playing instruments that are hundreds of years old that most musicians don't know how to pronounce. Forget about playing it. So, anyway, I'm rambling. Michael Card is somebody that uh, I grew to appreciate because of the depth of his writing. It wasn't pop culture Christianity at all. Anyway, okay. So let's move forward a little bit. Uh, conduct yourselves. So we go from prayer, devoting yourselves to prayer and how to and what to pray for, to conducting yourselves with wisdom, but not in general. Again, he's being specific, right? Toward outsiders, meaning non-believers. Right. Right? Making the most of the opportunity. Do we do that? Uh, I, I don't. I try I, to, but I, I get shy or I am afraid of saying something wrong, seeming judgmental. I'm you, trying to work on it. I'm working on it more because I have more of like a, with teaching, I have more of like a public thing I can do. Yeah. So I'm trying. You nailed I've, this in the I'm restaurant making, though. Huh? I did not. Erica. Really? Absolutely. her name. <laughs> Erica, it's common name. Okay. Uh, Erica at Restaurant USA. Um, Don't say personal stuff, though. No, what I'm saying is, you did the part where it says, conduct yourselves with wisdom toward outsiders, making the most of the opportunity, and let your speech let you let your speech always be with grace, as though seasoned with salt, so that you know how you should respond to each person. You did that. You, I sat there and listened to you talk to her in such a way. You elevated her up. You you caused her to have an ear and a voice. She was able to speak with you, and you were able to actually not condescendingly talk to her, 
but in a very authentic, godly way, you totally brought life into her. Oh. And that's this verse. That's what we have to do. It's not, it's not always and only the message of salvation. Right. It is what she Jesus needs, did like at the were, well with yeah, the woman. She needed to be heard. And she needed to be heard. And we took the opportunity to go back. She wasn't working that shift um, yesterday. Yeah. Uh, but we, t- we took that opportunity to be intentional about returning to, to yeah. see if she was follow up with her. But that's what we have to do as Christians. So, Christian, listen to us. Are you taking the opportunity in everything to speak in such a way that your message can be heard? To not just speak offensively. We can all do that as Christians really well. Because it doesn't take a Christian to be offensive. We just human beings naturally make people upset. Because we drive down the road in Texas and we, we can be upset real quick. Yeah. Because people in Texas crazy. Right. They're crazy on the wheel. But what is important is that we as Christians to conduct yourselves with wisdom toward outsiders. So receive Speak. Yeah, and I'm answer. kind of seeing like not like a megaphone, you know. We're not out there just blasting, but we're actually like Engaging. making an making an a, a individual effort too, like getting yeah. to know people, showing them kindness. That I was very that. sweet of you. That was like definitely the highlight of my week. I think it was wonderful. Um, and this is when he gets personal. So he's leaving that that final bit. Listen, uh, when you go around classy. And, and you're you're following Jesus, you're embracing Jesus, you're praying. Don't forget, if you act this way toward outsiders, they're going to become insiders. Ultimately, yeah, that's what happens. We should be so kind and encouraging and real that people want to. With the message of the gospel, yeah, that they in our lives. and they yeah they see they see that the gospel they see like the evidence of it through us. And we don't want to be moralists. Nope. We don't want to be right religious. We right. we want them to see I mean, I definitely Christ. I definitely fail every day at this, but like I hope that when people see that even though we have a parent, you know, that we have grace and that we talk about um restoration and everything. I hope that that is a way that we can yeah. demonstrate it. I agree. Definitely don't have it down, but that's my goal. So, as he's wrapping it up, this is where we get some of the history part in. As to all my affairs, Tychicus, our brother, and faithful servant and fellow bond servant in the Lord uh, will bring information. So he's now kind of going through his list. But I wanted to hit a couple things here. Number one, um, this is something I learned a long time ago. Bond servant, that's that language for um, indentured servant. I've also heard it like uh, like by choice. Well, not necessarily. This is somebody who has had a debt paid for them. And they're okay. returning. Because we're bond servants. We are. Too, because we've had a debt paid for us. Correct. Okay. That's why Paul uses it. Sorry, did I steal your thunder? No, you, you totally nailed it. You, you got it. That's what it is. Okay. We are. And in the King James, it says we are slaves to Christ. And we are. Because he paid our debt. And there's something else. Because we have the mind of Christ. Right? So we, Paul talks about it again and again. We have to represent Jesus whether we want to or not. That's That's the reality of it. And that's okay. that slave mentality of, he's my master, I, I do what hate, he says. Just hate that term because of what I we turned that. because it what happened, you know. I get that, but this is where Paul's being very real about it too. He's using it intentionally um, because that's what we are to Christ. Um, see here, he's going to bring you the info. 
I've sent him to you for this very purpose so that you may know about our circumstances. So he's basically saying, this is my courier. He's giving you all the info. He's giving you this letter, um, which is really cool. So they don't have email. He has T-mail. Onesimus, this oh is... Oh, my gosh. Well, that's his name, Tychicus. Oh, my gosh. It's T-mail. Okay, let's wrap this up. Wrapping it up. Onesimus, we're going to see in Philemon. Yep. He's the runaway uh, slave that... Um, is saved and his his master is saved so we don't know the relationship there what kind of master and servant slave but paul's like you need to go back but i'm gonna also include in your letter that i'll pay for you so you can be with me if he doesn't want him back and he's not going to treat you right so paul's like stepping in for the the cause yeah um he's in prison with aristarchus i don't know if that means he was traveling with paul or if he was a christian in prison or paul saved him we don't know uh, real quick, just do 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 all the way down. This, I don't want to get all to this. Um, I think what's important to note is there's house churches going on in 15. Greet the brethren who are in Laodicea and also Nympha and the church that is in her house. So this is again historically where they're meeting in people's homes. And it's a woman um, open up her home, showing <clears throat> hospitality. Not that we're pushing feminism. Just point out that um, this is somebody named. Um, I can say that women opened up their homes they did. without sounding. Lydia. Rhoda. Women have a vital role. They absolutely. In the church. That's all I'm saying. Do. They do. Not saying they don't. They do. Um, Archippus, take heed to the ministry. I like this. So say to my boy Archippus, take heed to the ministry that you've received in the Lord. A shout out. Yeah, he's, he's totally giving him a shout out. Hey, pass this hey. message on if you see him. Hey, shout out to Keith. Shout out to Keith. Hi, Keith. Hope you're still listening. So, um, and at the end, 18, Paul, I write this greeting with my own hand. Remember my imprisonment. Grace be with you. <laughs> Remember, I'm still locked up. Peace out. You know. It's the weirdest ending. It is the weirdest ending, but anyway. I think right. he's just like, don't forget about me. Hey, there you go. Yeah, don't forget. Hey. I'm still here. Yeah, I'm doing all this, but I'm still, I- I'm not okay. Yeah. I think that's important. You know. Still locked up, in case you forgot. Not in a whiny way, but no. just like, hey, while I'm praying for you, don't yeah. forget that... You always come visit. My life's on <laughs> my, No, my life is on the line. and Yeah, exactly. We can get way too wrapped up in our own stuff. Like, I feel so bad because the summer has been nuts with this class that I'm teaching. And now I'm like, I finished my final. I wrote yep. it. And now I'm like, oh... I have not been the kind of friend I want to be. And I have like very grace, graceful, graceful, grace filled, grace filled, gracious. There you go. And grace filled and graceful, all the things. But I have people that have been so kind. Um, but we need to remember to look outward, even in, in the middle of our stuff. And that's really what Paul showed. Yeah. Talk about a guy that had an excuse to not like write a letter. Yeah. Yeah. He had his own stuff going on. He was. Always had his own stuff going on, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, that, I just got that then. That's important. Like, it's not an excuse. Even when we're going through, like, really hard stuff, it's not. It, we're never exempt from praying for others. And this is a good reminder. And I feel like a total hypocrite right now. But oh. I do. But in a good way. I mean, I am. We all are. None of us have arrived. Paul even said he had not arrived. If anybody yep. That's right. thought that, you know, if anybody, if we thought anybody was, like, our, our what's it called? Benchmark? Mm. Right? Okay. Be Paul. And he yeah. even said, I'm doing what I don't want to do. And so I need to, I, it's a good challenge for me to really make my 
pray for others more of a priority. And we don't have a checkbook Christianity Mm-mm. where we get up in the morning, we look at a list, and we check, check off. Checkbox or checkbook? Oh, I'm sorry, checkbox. I said checkbook. Yeah. I was looking at these boxes. Um, so we have a checkbox Christianity where, okay, woke up, prayed, read, you know, we go through this whole thing, we get down to the end, and we say, had a good day. That's right. really not very passionate. Right. You know, so but we, we, we I think it's that. that tension, though, because, like, if we are going to pray for others, we do have to kind of take out our list and That's like really important. do it. So sure. it's somewhere in the middle. Somewhere in the middle is important. Like, I've heard, like, really, and this is such a, it's a, it pales in comparison, but I've heard really good writers say, you have to sit, even if nothing comes, you have to sit every day and try to write. Yeah. So part of it is just being in that position and that posture. I think you're touching on a little uh, uh, Tozer about practicing Christianity. Is it Tozer who said that? You have to practice the art, the discipline. Yeah. Practice the presence Mm -hmm. of God. So there's a tension between that and becoming too checkboxy. Yeah. Checkboxy? That's fine. We'll put it on a t-shirt. Yeah. Anyway. So uh, that's good. Thanks, babe. Thanks for listening. Love you guys. We do love you guys. Um, um, go ahead. We'll, we'll have to decide what we're going to read next. Well, I, I, I recall I, I said something a couple weeks ago. Well, we didn't decide yet. Well, my, my on the table, I'm putting down... This is a democracy. First, second, and third John. Oh, I like that. The other one I really like that I haven't read in a while is... Um, I like Peter. Peter rocks. Yeah. So maybe we do John, then we do Peter. Maybe. We'll see. Maybe we do Peter, then we do John. Maybe. Maybe. Well, Rochambeau. Rochambeau, really? Mm-hmm. Unless somebody sends us an email or a comment. Okay. If you, <laughs> you can we, either comment on our Spotify or Apple. Or you could just email us. Whatever we're going to talk about. Or you don't have to listen. Hey, if you don't like it, you don't have to listen. We have to listen. No. Listen hey, babe. Yeah. If we we are just doing this for, because we feel, we feel called to read the Bible together. Yeah, we do. Um, nobody's forced to listen, and we hope that it encourages you. They're not forced to listen, but they should it's not forcing. It's just yeah. a shooting. It's we a shooting. appreciate it if you want to listen, and we love you no matter what. It's true. That's true. So uh, do the like and subscribe things and the stars things if you can. She's looking like, don't tell them that. It helps us with the algorithm. No, I'm, I'm just saying we should wrap it up. That's we are saying. wrapping it up. And email us if you need us. Uh, want to make a comment to us, and that is a guy bride Bible pod at mail.com. And the link is right there in the bios of things. Just go for it. Find us. And uh, you all, uh, my name is Mark, and I'm the guy. I'm Andrea. I'm the bride. We just got done reading the Bible.